It's season two, episode 50 of the Hall of Fame show. And I was trying to figure this out, Evan Nolan. How the hell are we at episode 50? And this is going to be the last show of the year. And we do this every week. What did I do wrong? It's kind of like Dave Thomas and Rick Moranis discussing the 12 days of Christmas. Right? There's a... Do you remember that old sketch? I very much so. I actually just referenced that with a Bayesian friend that I've made down here in lovely Barbados before I move out to Winnipeg. And I said, it's a far more practical thing of 12 things you can get, uh, with the exception of five golden rings. Someone has a bird fetish. But... uh, Yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't know. Like like in the 12 days of Christmas, you got Christmas, New Year's, Christmas Mm -hmm. Eve, Boxing Day, the weekends... And then the mystery days. That's that's where it's got to be. It's got to be the mystery days. Something like that. I don't know how. I think we got to 51. Oh, whatever. Either way, next week, it's season three. We got renewed. I talked wow. to them. Wow. Did we do 51 last year? I think so. This is episode 101. Wow. wow. Gotta love it. Oh, by the way, before we go any further... Because uh, I'm all about the jerseys that I don't wear anymore. I have a house guest from the Netherlands. So I'm representing a, a brand new jersey. Nice. Yeah, so from Team Netherlands, which is pretty cool, right? Because, like, I don't think he knew that I was into this sort of stuff. Uh, it's my wife's cousin, and they, they're, well, she's Indonesian, which, big shock, she married a Dutchman. Mm. For those into history, it's really not that far far out of whack yeah but, having been, having been in indonesia i know that all that stuff is terrible the one thing that's nice as a westerner is that all the different islands in indonesia had their own alphabet and the dutch got there and like this is nuts and made them all take the western alphabet so it's a one asian language like mm-hmm. i guess you could sort of understand vietnamese with the way they have it written out but it's like indonesian bahasa is very very easy to Yes, you can read out. it phonetically, and it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so. I I'll give I'll I'll mention my wife right now. I give her all the credit in the world for learning English mm-hmm. with the nonsense that she had to figure out from the most logical language in the world. <laughs> and I'm not be, I'm not even being remotely sarcastic. I truly mean that. Uh, fried rice is nasi goreng. And chicken fried rice is nazi goreng ayam. Holy shit! That you are, you are correct. Of course I am. I was in Indonesia, dude. Fuck. And I, you have to know what you're eating. Yeah. So an Indonesian slash Malay gives us uh, the word orang utan, which means jungle person. Orangutan. Yeah. That word comes from. Damn. No wonder my wife likes you. She hasn't even met you yet. Neither have I. <laughs> uh, no wonder I finished third on Jeopardy. So. You made it to Jeopardy. That I, is true. I did not even get past the, the what do you call it? I'm, I'm, I'm going to try again in February and see what happens. I'm also going to see if I got to try out for uh, the Trivial Pursuit uh, TV shows coming out. Oh, I didn't, I didn't even know that. Uh, being hosted by, um, uh, by LeVar Burton. So they hired LeVar Burton to host that show. Well, okay, is Ken Jennings bad, though? I mean, he seems like a like not a bad choice. Ken Jennings is a fine choice. Um, like many people, he's made some 
jokes on the internet people like uh particularly guy who i like steve spawn mm-hmm. uh he made a whole crack about people who need to be wheelchairs, which wasn't really cool at one point, but okay. comparatively to some of the other people they've had. Yeah. Oh, good. I mean, he, he clearly has a cachet. All right. Sounds good. So this is going to be an interesting week for us. Uh, not because it's an end of year show where we review stuff. We're not doing that. Uh, we're loaded because we have the pro football hall of fame that just announced Hours before we're going on on air, the finalists for that. And two days ago, we had our mock committee, and it was awesome. It was. I, it was really cool. Yeah, I, I'm really. For those who participated, thank you. For the new participants, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. We can't do this without you, and we want to make this bigger and bigger every year. And I'm really proud of what you and I have put together, man. I'm, I'm mostly along for the ride. You're the one with the infrastructure, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, were, you were the host for most of it, as per Zoom. Because I can't my, shit. My incredible Excel skills, which were on display. So, so run with it, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but uh, I think, so because of that, I think we're going to go away from our normal sections um yeah uh, we're, we are going to go through the desk because we had uh, one major one which will lead what, right into yeah. the rest of the discussion what one massive one uh so yeah. i'm gonna forgo my shit box and i don't have anything anyway and my elevator yeah. up elevator down and i really didn't have anything big anyway uh you're and good I, bad, I know, good, good bad ugly i mean i can i could complain about the taunting rule in the nfl but i just sound like sour grapes all i know is that the right. the uh the bills had two dangerous plays on the Patriots and the Patriots uh, complaining about it got more penalty yards than the dangerous mm. plays. So. While I don't necessarily believe in jinxes, although I do, <laughs> <laughs> I've actually now sort of elevated myself in our bets mm. because I had the bill, your Patriots not winning the division. Mm-hmm. Which well, right the bills now, are going to, the bills are going to lose to Atlanta this weekend. Just so you know. They very well might, but the law, but now the Jags, because I have the AFC East or South or mm-hmm. whatever it was. South, so, right. Yeah, because I was going for the for the Texans being the worst team. Mm-hmm. So like within a, the last couple of weeks, I now could win two of them. I'm definitely gonna lose the Saints versus Pats bet. That's for fucking sure. Mm. Well, I'm not saying that the I mean if the Patriots lose the Jags this weekend, what are you gonna do? But there are 53 people on a roster. The Jags currently have 37 in the COVID protocols. Like it matters if they had them even not in protocol. It, I agree. It probably doesn't matter, but <laughs> they yeah. have 30, they have 33 people who could currently suit up mm-hmm. on their roster. I, either way, this wasn't a bad football week, even though between you and I. <laughs> True. Fine. Fair enough. Because yeah, I'm trying to find my pluses where i can and a big yeah. plus as much as like right before you hear you hear the whistling frogs we're going to be in the same time zone soon man and that's going to be great for me that is true yeah that is yay true. winnipeg i never thought i'd say that <laughs> do the jets have a fight song because we may need to hear it i don't even know they should they better the they jet should. if you're if you're like a small market team in any sport you need a cool fight song yeah so, I mean, one of my favorites is still Brass Bonanza by for the Hartford Whalers. So, did you just hear that? Yeah, where was that? Okay, 
All right, I'm just gonna spin that here. Uh, see that? Bug zapper. Yep. Inside. Yeah. Another nice. reason why going from here <laughs> to there isn't the worst thing. Fair enough. I am so, so glasses half full. You have no idea. Not only is the glass half full, it is spiked with alcohol. I'm running with this move. Cool. Good yeah, for you. I, you have to. Uh, the, so alcohol, the alcohol keep the blood warm and while you're up there anyway. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. And man, you're coming. I mean, I have a feeling that some, I have I have no trouble getting to Winnipeg as soon as Canada decides they'll let Americans in. God. All right. I'm not going on the COVID thing today. Oh, I know. I'm just saying my kids, my kids still call it Canada until we can actually get in there. Nice. It's still Canada. So. How messed up is it that when we probably first started shooting the shit years ago, Mm -hmm. And if I were to say to you, you know, we're finally going to meet up. Oh, yeah, where is that, Winnipeg? He said, like, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> but that's way more likely, no? I would agree, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, should, so should we go into the desk to get them out of the way and then lead that into the discussion? Maybe. Or do you want to lead off for the discussion? How about we do the biggest one and then we do the rest later? Oh, the biggest death? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, oh, yeah, I yeah. Think, yeah. And because yeah. that's, so, I think that's someone that I, I know that we dedicated our mock football show to John Madden. I'd like to do that again. Okay. Oh, I thought I thought you were going to talk about Desmond Tutu. Uh, <laughs> I like. Okay, but yeah, I yeah. was kidding. I was kidding. In yeah, terms right. of, our, of what we're doing. Yeah. So, John Madden passed away at the age of eighty-five. Yeah. A couple of days ago. Um. I mean, he had three incredibly successful, distinct parts of his life. He was a he was the youngest. He was 32 when he was hired as the coach of the Raiders uh, back in 1969. He had led them for a decade. He won one Super Bowl, got to, I think six AFC Championship games, lost five of them, got to the one Super Bowl and won it. Mm -hmm. uh, only did 10 years as a coach and retired. Uh, at only 42, um, ended up uh, being a uh, commentator for a long time. And then, uh, according to one guy on Twitter, was responsible for codifying violence and making black people slaves well, well, uh, by, well, by having football. There was, one, there was some guy who teaches sports uh, something at the University of uh, Texas A&M. What a whole thing that if Madden hadn't come up with the video games that they violence would with the video game. Oh, I know. This guy was just absolutely full of crap. And it was one of the worst ratios I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, shit. Yeah, it was, it was really bad. Uh, but yeah, I know. It, uh, wow. it was almost, and remember we found out in our thing, it was almost Al Cap, right? Joe Cap. Joe Cap, sorry now. Yeah. Joe Cap. That blew my mind. Yeah, Joe Cap uh, football. Madden, like for, for me, and, and I think I said this when we had our mock football committee, Madden's like one of those few people who I think means something to a lot of people from 80 years old to 20 years old. Mm -hmm. And maybe even for different things, but still all awesome. Uh, for me, if I, if I could just sort of like say like my personal things, uh, Madden, my first football memories becoming a fan probably would have been the Raiders Eagles Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, 
So I, I have very limited memories of that, but I think that's the first one I remember, like in real time. Mm-hmm. And like throughout the eighties, he was the guy who sort of became larger than life, not just as a commentator, but as a spokesman for beer or what, whatever it was. And I, I think what I liked most about him as a commentator or as a color analyst rather, and I will say this right now, Summer, Pat Summer, like my favorite commentator period is Vin Scully, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But enough. my favorite pairing is Pat mm-hmm. Summerall and John Madden. Okay. And I think as much as Madden sort of eclipsed a lot of the players he was doing, he never tried to, he, he was just that guy. Uh, I'm, I'm remembering that comment or the game, the Thanksgiving game with Leon Lett, who screwed up against the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. And just the sympathy in his voice, where it's like, oh my God, no, no, not him. You know, like he did not, he was just this genuine good guy, this fun guy that we all wanted to hang out with. And yes, he might have been bigger than life. Yes, he might have eclipsed some of the players he talked about, but he didn't try to. Because a lot of commentators do. He wasn't that guy. Mm-hmm. And I'll miss him. For me, he was the great commentator. And I, I think when we had our big thing, and I was so happy that Wayne Avery, the violator of mm-hmm. the Super Raiders hand, I, I thought he wasn't going to be there. Yeah, yeah, it was that day. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, it was, I mean, Madden, I, someone had posted for the Patriots, the, any Patriots fan is going to think of the drive in the Super Bowl against the Rams. That, that was Madden and Summerall were calling it. And Madden said the Patriots from their position with where they are should try and play for overtime. Uh, and they got mm-hmm. down the field and they got down to, you know, 12 seconds left. Brady got up and snapped it, spiked the ball and then caught it with one hand. And uh, John Madden saying that I'm incredibly impressed by what that young man just did. And just like genuinely like wasn't digging his heels. And I really think they should know whatever, just realized, Hey, they went a different way. It worked out good for them. Patriots won. I mean, that's always going to be the one for Patriots fans. It's just the, the Rams Super Bowl. But I mean, Madden was cool. Like he was, he was kind of dorky and it's all his bam right here. Boom. You see this bam. Like you're like, but it was genuine. But genuinely was. Yeah, exactly. Like, he was not putting on an act. A yeah. lot of there are a lot of guys who try and put on an act. Mm-hmm. And I was just maddened. There um, were a lot of people I, who try to copy what he did. And mm-hmm. they and they were maddened impersonators. And jo- you can't impersonate someone if you have no genuineness. You just can't. 100 percent Right. And you know, like the, the whole thing with a video game, I like you were talking about yesterday or just earlier. I, I was trying to figure out how much money he made from that. I don't, I don't know if it was all that much, mm. but which it doesn't matter. I mean, like there was no better person in the late eighties to sort of say, okay, let's do something around. Let's mm-hmm. pick this guy. And yeah. hats off, man. Like you're, yeah. I'm surprised it hit me this much as a non Raiders fan, mm-hmm. but it did. Well, he, was, he was kind of all of our football dad in yeah. many ways. In many ways, he was kind of a football dad. He cared about the sport. He was just his own self. Mm-hmm. 
un, unapologetic for it. Uh, not they need to apologize, but you know what I mean? He wasn't like, if someone told him to stop using sound effects, he just be like, okay, whatever. That's just how I am. Um, yeah. I do think, uh, I don't know if you heard uh, Bill Belichick on this. No, I haven't. Um, but Belichick was glowing about about John Madden. And I don't know, you, you, I'm sure you watched the NFL 100 last year, right? I did, yeah. The 100 top players. And Belichick was breaking down all that film from the 20s and 30s and 40s. Mm-hmm. You know who he watched it with? Madden, I guess. Madden. He, said he, had, he went to Madden to watch and break down the film. And I thought that was an interesting piece of information that of all the people, I think of all the people Belichick knows and who know Belichick and who he's worked with through the years, right? right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he started as an unpaid intern for Ted Marchabroda, like back in the, back in the day. Um, and he's still here, but he went to Madden to go break it down because Madden understood what was going on with the plays and could give him some perspective. And I, I know Madden, Madden was a, and he was on the Eagles in the late fifties, never actually made the team, but he was like in the, in, in camp with them. Uh, so we had a little bit of time back there, but it was just the amount of respect that um, he had from basically everybody, everybody around the league for him was um, yeah. yeah. It just, I mean, every, we just know that all these people we've grown up with are going to pass away someday. Like, like it's it's just like even the people in there i mean betty white's like what 98 99 uh she might be close to 100 at this point that 90 or 99 is close to 100 um <laughs> I would like okay, to okay fine all right yeah okay yeah my foot tastes great but anyway <laughs> my math teacher in uh fifth grade put up on the board why do 1986 pennies why are they worth about 20 dollars these days um like and he's the answer is because one thousand nine hundred eighty six pennies are always worth about twenty dollars. Uh, he's like, you got to put the comma in. If you don't put a comma, in, it's a year. It's the same sort of thing there. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's just he. Uh, it just sucks. I mean, he's he was a massive part of he was a massive part of American culture. As much as a guy who hadn't coached a football game since I was born, basically. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Because you were what eighty one. I was born seventy nine. So nice. Okay. So my birthday's uh, in less than a week now. So So next um, week it's gonna be not only the ep- season three, it's gonna be the Evan Nolan birthday celebration. Yes, I don't know if we're gonna be able to do it that day though, uh, because I am taking my kids to the theater. So I the theater. Yes. Oh, I mean it's not it's not that highfalutin. We're gonna go see the uh, play that uh, goes wrong. So, or so um which is hilarious from the district theater in London. Uh, I'm going to come up with something. I don't know what it was. You came up with something for my 49th birthday extravaganza. Yes, that is true. So anyway, so no, he retired in 78. So, uh, and he joined, he joined ABC sports in 79. So legend, just absolute legend. And you never hear anything bad about him. The Madden buzz. I'm trying to, before we move on to the next thing, I, I, I wish I could remember exactly where I saw this, but I think it was somebody who was in the pre-Twitter days, and it was like, come up with the, the greatest sports job that isn't an athlete or a coach. And somebody came up with driving the Madden bus. <laughs> he was like, Madden would not fly. Right. Yeah, so. The guy who hangs out with the Stanley Cup. Um. <laughs> Shit, yeah, actually, that's better, no? Pretty cool one. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, no, and I do want to point out Madden. We brought this up. Madden was actually the sixth Hall of Famer we lost for the NFL this year. Um, we've lost four in the last month and a half or so. Uh, but Floyd Little, Mick Tinglehoff, Sam Huff, Curly Culp, Claude Humphrey, and John Madden all passed away this year. Five of those six, Little, Tinglehoff, Culp, Humphrey, and Madden were seniors nominees over the last 15 years. So Madden in 06, Little in 2010, Curly Culp in 2013, Claude Humphrey 2014, Mick Tinglehoff in 2015. So So I guess uh, that's a great segue to go into what just happened a few hours ago. We have our Pro Football Hall of Fame nominees or finalists Mm -hmm. for 2022. Uh, Okay, what's your first visceral reaction before we go into all this? Um, so I, for my first reaction is nobody could claim bias. There are two 49ers and pretty much no one else, like everyone else is completely divided up amongst mm-hmm. here. We got, we got a Viking slash chief. We got a Bengal. We have a Patriot slash Raider, a Jaguar, a Texan, a bear, a Packer. Like we got a, a Saint slash Panther. Like we got one from everything. We got two defensive players from the 49ers who played, you know, a decade apart. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's cool. I, it's interesting to see three first ballot guys on this list. That was mildly surprising. And, and I think as we go from nominee to nominee, you know, I'd like to sort of like dig through that a bit. Uh, should we just, uh, just get right to them? Huh? Yeah, sure. All right. So, uh, I'm just going to bring up my page here. But, and I, guess, I guess one more thing as you're talking, as you get in that. Um, yeah, moving, um, I guess I'm also a little surprised that um, Steve Tasker didn't get the, the um, Clay Matthews senior. Very much Clay so. Matthews second version of stuff. Yeah. I am a little surprised he didn't get his at least one shot at the ballot. That was actually my visceral reaction as I really thought obviously wrong that Tasker was going to be a finalist this year. I didn't think he was going to get in, but I thought he was going to at least become a finalist, mm-hmm. but I'm wrong on a lot of stuff as anyone who follows your bets and mine. <laughs> <laughs> so let's look at this alphabetically. Uh, first one is Jared Allen. I don't think that he, either you or I are surprised that he became a finalist. He's not on ours. Yeah. I'm, and I like Jared Allen. Don't get me wrong. More than you. Yes. As um, so, are we going to talk about ours as well, or we want to talk no, about? Yeah, ours let's after. talk about them at the same time because okay. that is available on our YouTube channel, our all our channels. Mm-hmm. I have channels. Who the hell knew? The, the Greater Not in Hall of Fame Sports Network. Jesus Christ. Yeah, this it's not the Ocho though. This is this is the main the main. Uh, so what does that mean? The Dick Ebersole of shit. Yes, <laughs> I guess I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. All right, um, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have called what I just what everything we do is shit. But I'm the Dick Ebersol of whatever this is. How's that? Fair enough. And, um, and you're the what? Uh, I don't know. Just just don't make me the Rob Manfred. Um, so that will never be a problem. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I am on the record as so when we got to our finals 
we had 16 people and people decided we won 15. Actually, since I tabulate, I actually cast the final votes. Uh, whenever mm -hmm. we do it, I try and do it that way because I, I believe myself to be less likely to be biased by what it is. Uh, well, and my votes going back and forth too. So yeah, and so it's going back and forth. So I'm not really paying that much attention. I know I'm putting the numbers in, but it's not really registering where everybody is. And then for my last vote, I had four I was sure of, and there was 50-50 on my last vote between Devin Hester and Steve Wisniewski. Mm -hmm. And that to Wisniewski, who, by the way, got three out of the 18 votes originally and still made our final 15. The hugest climber out of our group. But, th but that's what's awesome about that whole process. This happens, I want to say every year, but we have two years. But yeah, every year, sure. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, so... We came down that we tied Jared Allen and Steve Wisniewski with that vote for the last spot. And I had, yeah, but before you go any further, because like, because we were going back and forth, I got to do the first vote. Correct. And I openly said, I'm taking Steve Wisniewski because I said, Allen's going to get through. I wanted to take Wisniewski. And, and for those who were wondering, like, yeah, we know he wasn't a semifinalist. This is right. Our, we had our whole overall pool. Right. We, we had we had we have three people on our list who were made finalists and Kevin Williams, Henry Ellard and Steve Wisniewski. And I'm sorry, I do want to bring up the fact that the fact that Jared Allen is the second defensive line person and not Kevin Williams, who didn't make it this far and not even Neil Smith, who I think is a better player uh, than than Jared right. Allen um, is an issue for me and i have i've again i always say with jared allen if he cut his hair it he would not be nearly as popular you did say um, that yeah and yeah. He, the, my problem with jared allen is this he did one thing well but that's all he did mm -hmm. like if you watch it was jared allen was so easy to so eager to rush a quarterback like any screen or outside run he was just dead on like that whole side of the field was just dead his job was to rush the passer. He had no other real responsibilities. And he got a lot of sacks because of it, right? Like, he's Kevin Green. Every, he's Kevin everything Green, you think about Jared Allen is what I said about Kevin Green before. And it's, yeah, not but even, it's not even that I have a problem with either of those guys. I think they're both phenomenal players, but. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, as, as the Kevin Williams stand out there, the idea that Jared Allen is now a two-time nominee and Kevin Williams is having trouble making it to the semifinals list is bizarre to me. Yeah, because I did um, my vote based on if I was really there. Yeah. Yep. And that's why we're done too. So, uh, but I, yeah, Jared Allen's second nomination, uh, Viking slash chief. I mean, those are the two main ways you think of him. Um, and, and again, a very, very good player. And very, very good player. Probably I just think there. I just think there's. Yeah, I think there's significantly better defensive linemen mm -hmm. who should be in his spot. Now, if if Kevin Williams was in, right, Richard Seymour is clearly a better player than he is. I think Kevin Williams again. Kevin Williams is an uh, interior defensive lineman, and Allen was uh, on the outside. But if Kevin Williams and Seymour are in, mm -hmm. I have no trouble with Jared Allen. I just have trouble with Jared Allen now when there are at least one of the superior players and probably two. I would, again, I would take Neil Smith over Kevin Allen. I mean, Bryant Young is here as well. Or it's not Kevin Allen, Jared Allen. 
I have Bryant Young is on this list as well, as we're going to get to on defensive right. tackle side. I don't get that one either because, again, Kevin Williams is a significantly better player than Bryant Young. Um, but, uh, yeah, both of them have their second nomination. So Right. Uh, so here's one I'm, I'm really happy about, and I didn't mm-hmm. think I would be, is, and I'm going alphabetically, Willie Anderson. And for those who are, as we're building up our community, and fuck, this is a community, right? Sure. Yeah. We follow each other on Twitter, so that must mean something. <laughs> or something, yeah. Please, Bengals fan, come to our finals meeting. Please. Love to. Love to. Absolutely. I, I, I've tried to get a couple of people, and they just weren't able to for time constraints. But we really want someone who's going to pitch Willie Anderson better than we can pitch Willie Anderson. Mm-hmm. For, like, fair? Yeah, 100%. Fair. And, okay. and it's... It's great that, so just, you know, Willie Anderson was the next person to li- miss from our list. See, we te- technically finished 17th out yeah. of 37 on our list. So just off, we, Wisniewski was the other offensive lineman we had. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some very good arguments for Willie Anderson. And the fact he is here is a sign that online advocacy works. Yeah, it does. Uh, I think there's a couple of people who will follow us who are big Bengals uh, fans. Uh, I've asked you before. I'm going to ask you openly here. Please come on our show. We mm-hmm. want to hear from people who have watched these games more than we have. You know, like, please tell us, like, everything you can about Willie. Like, Big Willie, I mean, follows us on Twitter. Well, he should. We're big, 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 big Willie fans. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, there's a joke there, but let's. Move yeah, on. there, there's some awkward phrasing I avoided before. Yeah. And uh, saying I was saying, well, you, well, you were working hard to get it up, is what I was going to say, and I moderated myself uh, before I said it. But now, now yeah. we have big, now we have big Willie Ander- Anderson. You know. Mm. Uh, no, but it's it's good. It's I figure there's going to be a second offensive lineman on this list. Right. Um. And uh, I'm, it's good to see Willie getting to this point because we had six open spots right? Uh, from last year. We had the five elected a Clay Matthews spot because mm-hmm. he graduated. Um, uh, so and, and it's, uh, sorry, let me stretch. And there were three first timers and three people have been waiting a while. And Willie is one of the ones who's waiting a while who got yep. broke yep. through that next step. So Rondé Barber, who I think is a future Hall of Famer in the next few years. I'd say next year. Yeah, this year is going to be a little bit tough. Uh, we we advanced him. The Pro Football Hall of Fame advanced him. Mm. I presented him in our committee last year. I well, well, I have you. I think whoever we have presenting things should present somebody else. Fair. Yeah. So uh, I'm personally very big on Ronde, and I say this as a Saints fan because he scared the shit out of me. Over yeah. and over and over again, but I am super happy for him. Uh, sixth year of eligibility, second time finalist. Uh, and you and I both agreed that when John Lynch got in, this was massive. Yeah, for, for Rondé Barber. Yeah, so Rondé Barber, according to Pro Football's um, references system, is the 25th best defensive back of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Over the 100 plus years of football, 
He's number 25 of all time. Uh, he's the, according to their system, he's the second best finalist in the defensive backfield that we have. It's I, like I said, I think that I think the other guy's going to get in this year. Um, but Rondé is a class of 2023, is my, my guess. Yeah. Uh, Tony Baselli, this is, uh, I guess he sort of takes over the John Lynch spot in terms of most times on the ballot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was short but potent. His career. Yeah, short, short but dominant. Uh, it'd be the first Jaguar. In the hall, if he gets in, he is the 11th best offensive tackle, according to them. I'm um, oh, sorry, 15th best offensive tackle, excuse me. Uh, oh, and if he played longer, 15. Yeah. But if he played longer, I mean, he was the 15th best offensive tackle in like seven years. Which is, impre- which is incredible. Yeah. Um, so I, Baselli's reason that he's been a finalist so many times is he's so dominant. The reason he's been a finalist so many times is because we're so short. Uh, and, and it's it's tough with offensive tackles, unlike say um, Terrell Davis, who is an MVP. And I was just gonna say that, that. It gives me else. Terrell Davis vibes for this. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, and he was one of the four finalists uh, coming back. So we know they have 15. They cut from 15 to 10, 10 to five, and those five get an up or down vote to get in. Um, so from six to 10 last year, we know who they are. One of them was Clay Matthews, so he dropped out. So leaving four of those spots remaining. And my guess is at least three of those four, and in my opinion, probably all four of those four get in this year. Mm-hmm. So, so we got Leroy Butler, who yeah, Butler, I think, could sneak in this year. What do you think? Yeah, he's another one of them. He's the 21st best defensive back mm-hmm. in history in the NFL. Um, inventor of the Lambo Leap. That's awesome. Uh, yep. He um, he seems pretty. I, I just don't feel like it's either either Butler or Barber are getting in. One yeah. of the defensive backs is getting in, and if they're respecting the the line, which they do a lot, uh, then it's Butler's turn. Which they do, right or wrong, and this is sort of a good good point to hear to sort of like state. Uh, I think what I love about what you and I are doing. We're trying to mix it up a bit. Obviously, you and I will be a staple. I think Benny and a couple others. But when we have our thing and there's different views, it's so awesome. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that the Pro Football Hall of Fame, it seems to be the same people voting year year after year, which is sort of like why we can kind of predict it. Not necessarily because of what you and I think. It's because what we think they're thinking. Yeah, like when when we were part of the Rock Hall re, uh, revisited or reconsidered project, which is going to start up again next year, mm-hmm. I'm glad that happened. There was a lot I learned from being part of that, even coming in late. But one right. of the things that frustrated me about that, and I think it's just inherent in the fact that he had a group of people that he knew he could trust to do something, and he wanted to stick with them. But it seemed to me like the same people got nominated over and over and over again, even if they got knocked out. As opposed to like, I don't know, I love blood, sweat, and tears, and they appeared as a, as a uh, they appeared as a, I know, but they appeared as a uh, senior candidate once and never again. But then there are other bands that we saw like eight and nine times, who just didn't get in, didn't get in, didn't get in, and then finally got in. I just wish that there had been a little bit 
a changeover on the nominating committee every once in a while when you're rotating even if rotating people through like if you had yeah yeah actually 10 people and like we're gonna, seven we're gonna talk to, to him about that yeah at some point I, I said when the whole thing was over if he'd come on he said absolutely yeah um, yeah because uh, like, like, I, I, I love- actually that's going to be part of uh, a project that oh by the way i've just volunteered you for this uh, that's usually what happens yeah <laughs> yeah so like uh, we're, we're going to sort of like redo the whole thing the same idea but for hockey, baseball, football, basketball. Sounds good to me. Yeah, it'd be real, real rough for you. I, I didn't even the, think it would be. I, I'm already going to call on presenting Pierre Tergeron whenever he comes up. Again. We need something for our deep dive listeners. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's not, move not, on. not an islander's kind, but anyway, continue. Uh, Devin Hester, I have a mild surprise on this. I did not think mm-hmm. that he was going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't have a problem with it. Uh, I think this mm-hmm. is great for special teams. I do think it's going it massively affected someone who wasn't there. Yeah, we already talked about it, though. Yeah. Uh, I, I really, really like Hester so much. But he's going to have the same problem every year because I don't think he's going to get in this year. It's just like, okay, like, is he going to be the top five in an elite group? I don't know. I think there's an outside shot now that he's here that he gets in. And I want to say outside. I I think he makes the top 10. Well, especially considering that a special teams player made the finalists in his first year. And I, I was trying to think when that's ever happened. And I can't come up with one. No, not even... I mean, I don't know about, I can't remember Jan Stenerud. I can go look that up. I have my thing here. But I'm trying to think like how many, there aren't that many special team players in the whole as it is. Yeah. I've, um, and again, I don't have a problem with it. Like, I like Devin Hester a lot. Devin Hester might be the last player that I can think of as a returner who would scare the shit out of any fan if you were against the, the Bears or Falcons, whomever. Yeah, so Jan Stenrud was a first ballot Hall of Famer. Okay. As a kicker. I don't see it. Well, we'll see. I don't know. George Blanda was a first ballot as a kicker slash quarterback. Yeah, Blanda was a quarterback, really. Slash American Old West legend. Blanda made our... Let's, hey, let's promote this. Uh, our United States Athletic Hall of Fame, which you can vote for right now, www. Not, is it two four Ws, whatever. Dot not in Hall of Fame. Dot com forward slash USA. Yeah, if George Blanda is if Wyatt Earp played football, like he's just a complete utter legend. The old irascible guy showing up, like yeah, but George George Blanda is a whole separate thing. But I was just you just went through special teamers. Those are the first two came to mind. Yeah, uh, like like Hester, I don't know. Uh, I want him in the Hall of Fame. I don't know. I'm, again, I'm stunned he's here right now, but whatever. Uh, a mild surprise here next, Andre Johnson. To me, it's a mild surprise. Yeah, so we've been through this. There's a lot of very good wide receivers mm-hmm. uh, out there. And, oh, you well, you skipped one, too. You skipped Torrey Holt. Oh shit! Yeah, I did this backwards. Well, well like we we we, we, we can do them back to back. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. Please, yeah, yeah. Um, so Holt, 
Holt is was held back uh, by Isaac Bruce, who got in a couple years ago now. Um, Holt took a little while to get there because Bruce was, again, respecting the queue. Bruce got in. Holt right. is sitting there waiting. Um, we also we had Andre Johnson. Uh, Hester, I guess, technically is a wide receiver, but again, more he's not going to be there for his wide receiving skills. Um, but again, Andre Johnson, the question here is both Holt, and I'll just bring up the other wide receiver. I know we're going off medically, but Reggie Wayne. Like both Holt and Reggie, Reggie Wayne are on their third ballots at this point. Um, both got jumped last year by Megatron. Who was a, there was their second ballot, his first, he got in first ballot. Do you think Andre Johnson has the ability to do that to no. Holt and, no, and no. Wayne? No. Because according, according again to that same metric, Reggie Wayne is the 11th best receiver of all time. Tory Holt is the 12th. Where is Andre? No. 20. Okay. Like not that far down. So their scores were 100 is the average Hall yeah. of Famer. Uh, Wayne's a 107, Holt's a 105, Andre Johnson's a 91. Mm-hmm. Holt had Hall of Famer Kurt Warner throwing to him, and Trent Green, who wasn't a bad QB, and Mark Bulger, who wasn't that bad a QB, throwing to him. Right. Mm-hmm. Reggie Wayne had some guy named Peyton Manning, who's the best player of all time, according to their metrics. I've heard of his wife because I know she got a couple of deliveries. Yeah, I'm, I'm laying off that one today. Um, <laughs> Damn. But, but yeah, Re- <laughs> But again, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. Andre Johnson had David Carr, Sage Rosenfels. Uh, I had a whole, there was a whole list of, like the best quarterback he ever had was Matt Schaub in, in the Texans. Mm-hmm. And Matt Schaub honestly had a couple of really good years. To be, uh, and part of that's because he had Andre Johnson. Right. But like, Hold on. I had a whole list that I was ready to talk about, and then we, we got through. Uh, Andre Johnson QBs. You ready? Oh, please, yeah. Uh, David Carr. Uh, hold on, where is it? Tony Banks. Sage Rosenfels. Case Keenan. Ryan Lindley. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Matt Schaub. And Johnson still accomplished what he did. And, and Johnson's going to get into the hall. But I think to what you said, it's a cue. Yeah. And, and the thing is, like, there were there are these 26 guys. There were seven, I think, not counting, not counting Hester, mm-hmm. who were, who were um, wide receivers. According to that same metric, just by the way, uh, the best wide receiver on this list is that uh, the, who not here is actually Steve Smith who is the 17th best receiver according to that. But we, Anquan Bolden is a heck of a candidate. Uh, Heinz Ward was on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my nice way of saying no. <laughs> um, but like there, there were some very, oh, very oh. good. Since you brought up Heinz Ward. Yes. Uh, so like we used to call, uh, kind of, well, I did. I don't know if you did. Uh, John Lynch, the Susan Lucci. Mm-hmm. What's Heinz Ward? Since he's going to be a perennial semifinalist. Because he's not going to get, he's going to be a semifinalist. I think, and I've said this before, I'll say it again. I honestly think Heinz Ward could be a semifinalist every single year of his eligibility. 
because he's going to be leapfrogged from by wide receiver by wide receiver. He is like we got to come up with a name for this. How about Donald Sutherland, who is the best actor who's never been nominated for an Oscar? How dare you say that about a fellow Canadian? Okay. Uh, let's see. Other people have. So I'm looking at a list from 22 days ago of the Is best. Elliot Gould at best. Uh, How dare you? The best people. <laughs> the best people never nominated for an Oscar. Best actors. They have 30 of them. Donald Sutherland, Meg Ryan, Jim Carrey, Jamie Lee Curtis, Steve Buscemi. There's a good one. Steve there you go. Yeah, he's a Steve Buscemi. Okay, I like that. Go on. Uh, who else we got here? Um, Pam Greer, Steve Martin, Mia Farrow, John Turturro, Michelle Yeoh, Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen's ever been nominated for an Oscar? Michelle Yeoh is, could be nominated this year. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Fandy Newton, Hugh Grant, Emily Blunt, John Goodman, Carol Burnett, Jeffrey Wright, Demi Moore. Oh, my God. They're, these all seem too good for Heinz Ward. Bruce Willis, Jennifer Lopez, Richard Gere, Rene Russo, Colin Farrell, Kerry Washington, Wesley Snipes, uh, Maggie Chung, who? Kurt Russell. Um, Maggie who? Uh, she's a Chinese actress, C-H-E-U-N-G. I don't know who that is. Kristen, Kirsten Dunst, Delroy Lindo, Tessa, and Tessa Thompson. You want to say he's a Delroy Lindo? I, think no, I like better. Delroy Lindo. All right. So I don't like Richard Gere. <laughs> so who I does? I think I've told my Richard Gere story before on this uh, show. I but. don't recall it. Tell your Richard Gere story. It's actually not my Richard Gere story. It's my roommate's Richard Gere story. Well, tell, um, tell that. I, I'm not familiar with it. So at American University, at least when I was there, I don't know if it's still true, but we had the largest budgeted, entirely student-run organization in the country. It was an organization called the Kennedy Political Union, where they just had speak, called speakers in. So I was in college. I saw everyone from Nelson Mandela to Lequalesa to Jerry Springer, Oliver Stone. Oliver Stone is boring as hell, by the way. Um, you, to, went from, you went from Mandela to Jerry Springer in two, two steps. Yeah, well, there, I was trying to give the gamut of the people who came. Who I okay. Um, we, had, we had the Space 2000 conference there where Mr. Mm -hmm. Wizard and, uh, and Bill Nye the Science Guy were trying to out-experiment each other out on stage. It was fantastic. Um, but one one of the people who came was the Dalai Lama. So we had the Dalai Lama on our campus. And so with that came a lot of celebrities. We had the uh, two of the three Beastie Boys, we're not sure which one was missing, came in, came in monk's robes and were like hanging out the whole time with the cowls up over their heads and everything. But my buddy, my roommate, had was the bodyguard for one of the biggest names who came to campus who had been thrown out of American University, Goldie Hawn. So... Goldie Hawn got thrown out of American in the 70s. Um, and then they eventually gave her a doctorate uh, as an apology at some point. But he was, he was taking care of her and her daughter, who was not yet famous, is right before Almost Famous. Um, so, so he was not yet Almost Famous. What? Yeah, it is, yeah. 
So he's walking through the crowd and there's a guy blocking the way. And I, my roommate was an all-American linebacker in, uh, from high school in Florida, Hollywood, mm-hmm. Florida. He went to school without a football team. Long story. Uh, but there's a guy blocking the way. He said, excuse me, sir. And guy didn't move. He said, excuse me, where I'm trying to get through. Guy didn't move. So he just picked him up and moved him. Guy turned around furious. It was Richard Gere. And so and he's terrible said, ran out of his ass. Uh, there was no, 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 there, there was not. Uh, but so he's, he has a story of, he's there with, uh, why can't I think of her name? Uh, uh, the daughter of, uh, Colby Hunt. Crap. I can't either. Uh, uh, Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. Yeah. So he's there. He and Kate Hudson are hanging out, watching Richard, uh, watching Goldie Hawn, trying to stop Richard Gere from punching him. <laughs> I definitely have never heard this story. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. He, found, he also found out that he and um, Kate Hudson had their fake IDs from the same person because they had the same Georgia license with the same fake address and everything. Just the names were changed. For that, the is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. That oh, is awesome. This is 1999, 98, 99, somewhere around there. So, yeah. That's my that's my sort my Richard Gears. It's not even my Richard Gears story. It's my roommate's Richard Gears story. So it's a great story. Yeah. So moving on. Uh, anyway, where were we? <laughs> How did we get uh, here? We, we went through right. Oh, we're trying to we're trying to come up with who could be Heinz Ward. Uh, so I don't like Richard Gear. I don't like Heinz Ward. So Heinz Ward could be the Richard Gear as far as I'm concerned. I'm just gonna call him the gerbil. I'm just gonna run with that. I'm not. I am not responding. Okay. Yeah, um, I know that story's bullshit, but it doesn't matter. I understand. Yeah. All right. So out of the three, so there are the three wide receivers: Holt, Andre Johnson, and Reg, Reggie Wayne. Yeah. Um, Holt. I think Holt and Wayne will go through just because. I I don't think both of them make it. I think you they think will. they'll get. You'll think they'll get from fifteen to ten. I think they'll get from fifteen to ten. I, I, I think don't... it might because I'm just trying to think because it's the same group of people now. They didn't change the voters. Right. So why wouldn't the four guys who are there before go through? I, I think they're looking at a log jam like we would. Well, then that – so I don't think both of them are getting in, though. One of them might. It, it, um, it so we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Next up is Sam Mills. Clay Matthews treatment. I like Sam Mills. I like Sam Mills a lot, but – I didn't even like him enough as a Saints fan to advance him in our group. And I'm not going to go into why I said that before. I've already mm-hmm. done it. Uh, and, and again, Pat Swilling, teammate, yeah. better yeah. player, worse story. Sam Mills is going to have a, any one of these guys. There, there's not one lock like last year, like with the Peyton Manning and the Woodson. Yeah, I agree. No, so, agreed. yeah, Samuels, it, it, I wouldn't be completely shocked, but I wouldn't bet on it. Understood. Yeah. I, I, I think he's a 15, a 15 to 10 uh, guy. A guy who's eliminated in the 15s. Yeah. He's one, of the fi- he's one of the five worst players. On, again, very, very good player. But in my opinion, he's one of the five worst players on this list. Which is more of a reflection of just how hard it is to get here. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Richard Seymour, I think, will get in this year. Mm-hmm. I said that last year, so what do I know? But 
Well, Seymour's spot was taken in many ways by Lynch. Like they, 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 they just went with the defensive player who'd been there the longest. And that's no slight of either Seymour or Lynch when I say that, because both of them are Hall of Famers. Right. Uh, Lynch is officially a Hall of Famer. But yeah, yeah. Uh, fourth year is a finalist. So I think Seymour has, I'd give him a 55, 45 chance. Yeah, I think that he's, I think that he and Baselli are, so the final four were, were Baselli, Seymour, uh, Butler, and Thomas, Zach Thomas. Who's, we're talking who's about the final four the who didn't get in. Just, final four who did not get in yeah. from last year. Spots yeah. six through 10. Again, one of them was Clay Matthews, who's gone. So those are the only four remaining. So if we have the same people voting, it makes sense that three or four of those guys are probably going through unless you have a compelling reason from one of the first ballot guides. Which, okay. So let's skip through Thomas. Cause you kind of already said that the compelling thing for a first ballot guy is DeMarcus Ware. DeMarcus Ware we've thought from the whole time has a best shot as a first ballot guy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, said that a year ago, say that now, I think he's going to get in. If he doesn't get in this year, he gets in next year. Agreed. Yeah. So the question is, where was an outside linebacker, edge rusher, everything like that? The only person who – so the, the other person, going back to Zach Thomas, does he hurt Zach Thomas because they're both linebackers and we're comparing him that way? He Just could. by the way, the fact, the fact that Zach Thomas and DeMarcus Ware are both here is why Sam Mills is not going to get it. Sam Mills is not as good as he's yeah. playing. I, I think if I'm a voter, I'm looking more at the log jams ahead of me. But I mean, but you have you have four linebackers on this list. Okay, but Sam Mills is not like you just said. He's not Demarcus Ware. He's not Zach Thomas, and he's not Patrick Willis, who's the next guy. Right. So he's not that guy. So Sam Mills getting eliminating him here really doesn't change much. The wide receivers that we have. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm just thinking if I was a voter, I would almost like push for two wide receivers. So, all right. So, our list, so we've been through and Bryant Young, we already mentioned earlier, right. uh, came in. Again, Bryant Young is not as good as Seymour. And Seymour's presence means Bryant Young is not getting in. in my okay, Bryant Young, okay, that's my biggest surprise to me. What am I missing on Bryant Young? That he's nowhere near as good as Kevin Williams. Like I just, no, I I, I, I don't get it. He's nowhere near as good at. Well, Bryant, it's not even that Bryant Young is a bad player. He was a great player. But Bryant Young isn't even as good as Patrick Willis. Right. So, like, what am I missing? I don't know. I mean, Bryant Young is essentially. So according to that. Kevin Williams is the ninth greatest defensive tackle. And I've been through this again, the top eight, uh, the top 11 are all in except for, uh, except for Kevin Williams. And uh, what's his name in the Rams? who's still playing. Uh, God, Aaron, Donald. Yeah, Aaron Donald. Thank you. Yeah. So Aaron Donald. And here are the only people in the top 11 who are not in both of whom have scores over hundred. Brian Young, Brian Young is number 20 and right behind him. Who didn't even get any love whatsoever is Leroy Glover. Lori Grover's uh, so Brent Young's like 18, him a lot. Lori Grover's 20. No. Like, I don't know. What's the big difference between the two of them? 
I'm missing something. And but Bryant Young is not going to get through. Uh, I'll bet what I'll bet your house on it because I don't have a house. I'm moving. <laughs> don't bet my house. Bet the bet the place I used to rent. The guy runs it's a jerk. Wow. <laughs> he was. Nice. He's a thief. So those are the 15. Uh, we have three extras. Yeah. Uh, so Did, you, have I mentioned Kevin Will, uh, Williams yet? <laughs> Kevin Williams, Steve Wisniewski. Who am I missing? Henry Ellard. Henry Ellard. So, Again, part of the log jam who, the reason that Henry Ellard is forgotten largely is that football changed drastically right after he retired. Mm-hmm. When Henry Ellard retired, and he is much further down on the, on the list if you look at things. But when Henry Ellard retired, he was second in receptions all time. Number Not one was that. Jerry Rice, who was in a different stratosphere, but he's in a different stratosphere from everybody. Exactly. Henry Ellard was number two before they changed the passing rules where you couldn't touch anybody and everything else. And he spent the first three years, as someone pointed out, on a team with Eric Dickerson. So they ran. So he led the team in receiving with like 40 and 50 catches because they just ran the ball over and over and over and over again. If he wasn't a different team, as soon as Dickerson was traded, his numbers exploded. Let's just ask this and something that didn't come up uh, in our thing. Who is Henry Ellard's best quarterback? And I'm not even sure. Like when we talk about Jerry Rice, and again, this is not a demeaning of Jerry Rice whatsoever, but Jerry Rice had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks throwing to him. Uh, he passes from Heath Schuler. Okay. Gus Ferrat. Okay. John Freeze. Who? John Freeze, former Patriots backup, John Freeze. F R I E S Z. Um. Sounds like a lame DC character, but okay. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Um, Jeff Kemp, Steve Dills, who I cannot remember. Uh, Chris Chandler. Okay, I know him. Kim Everett. Yes. Uh, so his best quarterback is Jim Everett. Yeah, don't don't call him Chris. Well done, but yes. I, I can't vote I, for Chris Everett on the United States Athletic Hall of Fame, and, which we own. And, and I, I still wish I've never rooted for a player harder in my life to beat the crap out of somebody than, wow. than Jim Everett of Jim Rohn. I like Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn is a piece of shit. My, okay. All right. <laughs> Conversation for another day over the beers yeah. that I will owe you. Yeah. Although so, I think I'm creeping up, buddy. I think I'm creeping up. I think, I'm I think so. Don't don't hatch your counts before they chicken. I've, um, already, I've already jinxed it. Our, we already know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, the Bills, the Bills are one in five against Atlanta. Their last six times they've played it. They have not won down there in a long, long time. I so. need a win, man. I need a win. I have a Saints team that had Book as a quarterback and had a Dutch visitor here. Who's like watching me here yell at the screen? He says, like, your Jones have a I can't do a Dutch accent. Your quarterback's no good, cuck. Cuck. <laughs> okay, that was awful. The Bills won their they Super gave Bowl. They me this. <laughs> yeah, the Bills won their Super Bowl last week. 
We'll see. They 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 had their their team had a whole thing uh, about mm-hmm. how they were the first team to win in Foxborough two years in a row since the 0506 Colts. Like I, I would have raising a, Bills, a banner. They're gonna have such a letdown this week. I would have a Bills fan here, but he's in Antarctica. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but they're gonna have such. I'm calling it now. If I'm if I'm wrong, then I guess there's nothing. But I'm calling it now. I, the Bills are gonna lose to Atlanta this week, and everyone's gonna be shocked. So. Atlanta's not that shocking for the where they Buffalo has been this year. Yeah, true. They've already lost to Jacksonville. So but anyway, um, moving on. But anyway, um, yeah, so yeah, Henry Ellard, another guy who just got he's been forgotten largely, and he's gonna get into the senior pool and we will never see him again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eventually, like in 2040, are they gonna be like, hey, we should get some of those. 80s guys in and yeah he'll be a super senior candidate but um yeah we we see all this because uh in about two or three weeks maybe four we're gonna have our committee which we're going to induct them as if they were all were so we're gonna have 18 15 from those who were and then 15 from ours which will work out to be 18 And I'm pretty excited about that. So yeah. our Steve Tasker discussion is not over. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry Ellard is not over. So yeah, so I'm I'm going through this quickly, Kirk. And I, uh, so my choice for the first five out, out of these guys. Yeah, go ahead. Bryant Young and yeah. Sam Mills, I think, are locks to be some to the first five out. Right. Great. Yeah. Um, I think Willie Anderson is here for the first time. I don't think he makes it to the final 10 at this point. Mm-hmm. I think they'll get, they're just like, Hey, but are offensive lineman. Willie Anderson can, he's on the list on the year next year. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time seeing Jared Allen beating out where and, and Seymour. I kind of feel like mm-hmm. where and Seymour and Thomas I mean, I know Thomas is an inside guy, a whole sort of different thing. I feel like Allen's going to get caught there. Mm-hmm. And then I think we come down between Willis and Hester for that last spot. I think Hester's out. You think Hester's out? So let's just say Hester's out and that Willis gets a spot. Mm-hmm. That leaves us Rondé Baselli, uh, uh, Leroy Butler, Tory Holt, Andre Johnson, Seymour, Thomas, Ware, Wayne, and Willis that they're voting for. Okay. So Vaselli's in out of that group. So there's no there's no one at his position you have to worry about. Mm-hmm. So I think that right now I think Vaselli is gonna be in. I think Butler is gonna sneak in. So Ooh. it comes down to Butler or Barber. And I think Butler if there were yeah, but, yeah. because there's yeah. a queue. There's a queue. Yep. Uh, Butler's going to go in. Holt's going to go in. I think Wayne's going to go in as a second wide receiver. That's what I honestly think. And Zach Thomas. So you have Seymour out. Not because I want to, but I yes. don't think, yes. I don't think they're going to put two wide receivers in over Seymour and where Seymour or where are going in. Okay. Well, there's our bet. I'll take that bet. Seymour or where versus two wide receivers. Yeah. 
God, I, I need to make my money. And, I, and I'm fine losing this because I keep losing anyway. So what the fuck? <laughs> so, yeah, I think I so I think it, I think Seymour and Thomas get there, and then it comes down between where and how many wide and if they're going to put a wide receiver in, or yeah. it comes down to where it gets in and Seymour and whether oh, they put a wide So I'm basically saying that Colt and Wayne are going to get in, or or Holton Johnson. Or Wayne and Jeff. No, which it, I, I don't think will happen. So, are you, are you sure you want to take it? I don't care. That's fine. All right. I'll so I, so I'm. I think I think they go with Reggie Wayne if they're going to do a wide receiver. Okay. Well. Okay. So let's go back here. So like, do we both think Holt will get in? I think he's second on the wide receiver list. Fine, Wayne. I think Wayne. I think Wayne. Wow. Now okay. that Manning is there, I think that Wayne gets the upper hand because Manning is there to be buddy buddy with everybody and talk about it with everybody. Mm. Not Warner is also a Hall of Famer, I understand, but I think it's Wayne. Mm. As much as Jack won't like it. So I can see Thomas leapfrogging Seymour. I can see well. I can see Thomas leapfrogging Seymour too, but they don't necessarily play the same position. I think Thomas is Thomas and Seymour's problem is that where is kind of halfway between them. All right, let's just scrap this bet because I'm not. Even okay, fair enough. Fair right. enough. So, so you're saying you're saying Baselli, Butler, mm -hmm. Thomas, and the two wide receivers. I'm going Baselli, Butler, Thomas, Seymour, and and Wayne. All right, so what's their difference in Wayne and Bolt? Yeah, and neither of us have DeMarcus Ware, which is dangerous. Okay, so it was my bet Holt over your Wayne? Sure. All right, fine, we'll do that. We can do Holt and Wayne. That I feel fine with that one. All right, nothing and, and, and in that situation, either I win or Holt gets in, which makes me feel good too, because I think Tori Holt deserves it. I won't feel – that's yeah. one of those bets I don't feel bad about losing either way. All right, sounds good. And watch neither. Neither. Lord neither knows I've made enough of those with you, asshole. <laughs> either neither. Either neither them will get in, or both of them will get in. It'll be a push. Okay. Uh, All or right. Andre. So, yeah, and Andre Johnson somehow gets in instead. Sounds good. All right, so let's move on from this. Let's just close it off with those we've lost, other than John Madden. Yeah. Um. So one of the people who. Uh, hold on, let me just get back to where I was. Uh, one of the people who uh, the violator was talking about who passed away earlier this week. Hold on a second. Um, uh, Bruce Davis, uh, offensive tackle for the Raiders, members of the uh, uh, Super Bowl 15 and 18 champion teams. Uh, started 115 games in his career. Uh, played 160 overall, played for the Oakland slash LA Raiders and the Houston Oilers for his last couple of years. 11th round pick in 1979, picked 294 and played 160 games. That's a, it's pretty good. That's pretty good value for that pick in the draft. Um, but he passed yeah. away at the age of 65. Yeah. What's the um, round? But yeah. Yeah. His uh, son, Bruce, the second, uh, was all American defensive end at um, at University uh, UCLA and also played for the Raiders. Mm. So, um, 
Yeah, Bruce II was uh, played for the Steelers when they went to Super Bowl uh, 20, you know what I was saying, 43. So, um, yeah, so they're one of the few father-son combos who played on Super Bowl teams. So, but he passed away at the age of 65. Mm. Um, come on, here we go. Uh, we lost Mr. Olympia 1982. Chris Dickerson passed away at the age of 82. Mm. Um, he was uh, also a model, among other things, but he has like a ridiculous number of bodybuilding titles uh, to his career, starting back in 1966 and going all the way through uh, 1994. So, I mean, that's a long freaking time to be in bodybuilding. So, um, so a couple more years than me. Couple more, yeah. But he passed away at the age of eighty-two. Mm-hmm. Um, from the world of uh, hockey, we lost a couple of coaches. Um, we lost Bob McCammon, who was a coach of the Flyers from seventy-eight to eighty-four, and the Canucks from eighty-seven to ninety-one. Uh, he passed away at the age of 80. Um, and also Jim Wiley, uh, who was a San Jose Sharks coach, uh, passed away at the age of 71. Um, we lost the little brother of Diego Maradona, Hugo Maradona. Oh. Uh, passed away at the age of 52. Did he play? He did. Um, so he played for... He never played for the national team, but he played for a whole bunch of teams down there. Argentinos Juniors, most famously, which is a team that Maradona started with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he played in, let's see, it looked like he played in Italy, Austria, Japan. Uh, I'm not sure PJM Futures is. That's also Japan. Um, and in Canada, one season in Canada with Toronto, Italia. Um but he was only 52. He had a heart attack. Mm. Oh, so young. Yeah. Um, we lost six-time winner of the Dakar Rally. Carol Lopres passed away at the age of 72 from Czech, uh, the, born in Czechoslovakia, now the Czech Republic. Uh, he died from COVID at the age of 72. Mm. Um. From the world of wrestling, Corporal Kirchner passed yeah. away at the age of 64. Do you have anything to say about him? I saw him at the Maple Leaf Gardens. Yeah, losing to, I believe, Nikolai Volkov. Ah, Nikolai Volkov. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I re- yeah, I remember that card so well. Yeah, it would have been late December 1985. So, yeah, uh, he gets to see him live. Uh, Michael James Penzel, it was his name. He died of a heart attack in Siler City, North Carolina, at the age of 64, a couple days before Christmas. Um, from the world of music, we only really have one person this week. Uh, Robin Le Missourier, who's a British guitarist known for his collaborations with Rod Stewart and Johnny Halliday. Um, he also, when they reformed the faces uh he was in the reinformed group with uh rod stewart and ron wood uh back in 2015 he was the third person they had 
Okay. Um, he, yeah, he toured with Air Supply uh, and was the opening act for Rod Stewart for a while. Um, yeah, he passed away at the age of 68. He died of cancer. Um, from the world at large, uh, actually, sorry, one more person from the world of music. Ted Gardner passed away, uh, who is was former manager of Jane's Addiction, uh, but also, more importantly, co-founder of Lollapalooza okay. uh, in 1991. Uh, he passed away at the age of, it doesn't say what he passed from. Hold on a second. He passed away, it doesn't actually say how old he was. He's born, yeah, I don't actually know how, uh, he, he began his career in 1977. He died in 2021, so that's 44 years, so figure he was probably early 60s. My guess is early to mid 60s or mid to late 60s. Uh, he passed away, as I said, on the 28th of December. Uh, and then from the world at large, uh, just some people I don't know. Did you ever watch the new version of Mickey Mouse Club? Were no. you too old for that? So that was a big no, thing no. for us. So the make the new version of Mickey Mouse Club had very, a whole bunch of young stars who were on it Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake and everything like I that. Know who they they also, are. Right. But they also had five of the five of them left to form their own band called the party i know who that is yes so tiffany Tiffany hale passed away of a heart attack at 46 at 46 what the fuck happened yes uh she she left originally and then she came back to be the uh to be the host the last year of the mickey mouse club before it went away in 93 Mm -hmm. um the party is like released a whole bunch of albums, but she basically left the group and the other four have been doing it. She's been kind of in isolation for a while. Um, so she has a bit, she's been out of the public eye, but yeah, she passed away of a heart attack. So, so, so. so that party is still going on. Yep. I didn't mean they, that as a joke. I mean, like I literally was trying to say that. Yeah. They, they released their last album, most recent album in uh, 2014. 13. All right. Yeah, well, okay. But yeah, so, no, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So the the fifth member, the Pete Best of the party, uh, Tiffany Hale passed away at 46. Um, Who's still alive. He is. Yeah. Yes, that is true. Um, from the world of film, we lost one of the great directors, Jean-Marc Vallée, hmm. uh, passed away at the age of 58, uh, probably best known for um, Dallas Buyers Club, Dallas Buyers Club, oh. among other things. Okay. Uh, won how many? How many Academy Awards did he win? When you say French, I just assumed the film was called. <laughs> Sorry. Correct. Yes, that is actually it. Uh, but his his films won four Oscars. He also did um, Wild Demolition, The Young Victoria, and a few others like that. Uh, but he had a heart attack in Quebec, actually. Uh, he's actually Quebecois and not French. I apologize no. to the French because they don't like the way Quebec Quebecois speaks French. Um, yeah, because so, as someone who's half Quebecer, we go, uh-huh, uh-huh. no, I don't know. Well played. Okay, fine. I just lost the French audience. <laughs> um, that reminded me of a joke of uh, in Sweden, they call the Swedish chef the Norwegian chef. And uh, and so uh, are they offended Norwe- by the Swedish chef? 
They are. And so no. the original is called the Swedish chef, the Swedish chef. And so there was a Norwegian comedian who was like, yeah, I went and we were watching them up. It's like, oh, it's a Norwegian chef, you know, and he goes, oh, <laughs> you guys do talk like that. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Uh, two people for the world at large, Desmond Tutu, as I mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. uh, one of the great champions of human rights around the world, uh, passed away at the age of 90. Um, uh, also, former U.S. Um, Senate Majority Leader uh, Harry Reid mm -hmm. uh, passed away at the age of 82. But one other person I want to bring up uh, died at the age of 86. Asunta Maresca, also known as uh, Pupetta, was an Italian beauty queen whose husband was murdered by the mafia and basically became a mafiosa herself so she could get back at the mob and kill the guys who killed her husband. What Coppola movie is this? She was in jail for 18 years, or reduced to 13 years and four months. Okay. But yeah, she, her, her husband, Pasquale Simonetti, she got married him in 1954 and he was killed in July of 55. She was six months pregnant. Uh, she knew who she knew who did it. The police knew who did it, but they were not going to do anything about it because they were getting involved with the mafia. So she basically took matters into her own hands while pregnant. Okay, this has got to be in a movie somewhere, right? I don't know. She just so I'm sorry, in popular culture. Yeah. There are has to be. There's a 1958 movie called La Sofida uh, about it, but that is, and there's a 1982 version. Um, but yeah, they. Uh, uh, it I've was, never heard of this. I hadn't either, but she like just reading about her. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. That's where so, you're yeah. the death guy. Italian beauty queen becomes mafioso while well pregnant to kill her husband uh, killers because the cops didn't do anything about it and survived jail and survived to the age of 86 after doing so there's a joke I just don't know what it is she All was right, married well, from 27th of April to the 16th of July 1955 <laughs> and committed murder in August of 1955 so she got married April 27th and what was that less than what three months and a week later committed murder going after the mob herself and somehow survived to tell the tale how is this on a movie i don't know but like i would why why would if they just name the movie pupeta which just means a little doll mm -hmm. like come on that'd be amazing so feels like lady gaga could do this she looks kind of a little bit like Lady Gaga, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she does. But yeah, she passed away at Pupeta Maresca, also first real first name is Asunta, passed away at the age of 86, quietly in her home. So let's um, close this before we get whacked. <laughs> so with that, thank you all for watching all everything we do. Uh, our site's growing, everything that we're doing is growing. If you haven't checked us, checked it out. We've got the Fictitious Athlete Hall of Fame, which is going to run a little bit longer for our next class. 
uh, the 20th. Same with the fictitious Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And our favorite project, the United States Athletic Hall of Fame. Yeah, if anybody wants us to talk about that, by the way, mm -hmm. we are more than happy to do so. Yeah, it's something that we own, we've trademarked, and we can't believe no one's done this. You know, like yeah, that's... Vote. Yeah. Vote, vote as much as you want. I know someone you know, a few weeks ago was like, oh, they're probably going to end up with some ridiculous person in. I said, no, that's what the committee's no. for. The committee's I've there to make sure we have the right people to vote for. Mm -hmm. If someone we don't expect ends up getting in, like if all of a sudden all of the triathletes synchronized, we, yeah, we have triathletes. triathletes that I would be shocked if they got in. But is it really a problem if a seven time triathlete champion wins? No, is it really? No, be, it would actually be pretty cool if it's like it's like Willie Mays and Wilt Chamberlain and Dave Scott, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, cool, great. Yeah, that, that's fine with us. The important part to us is that the right people are there for you guys to vote for. Mm -hmm. After that, it's out of our hands. You guys are you guys are voting. It's not just us who have it. We have professional football players. We have uh, two time fans. We have Olympians. Yeah, we have Olympians. We have coaches. No, well, not uh, just Olympians. Olympic medalists. Olympic medalists. That is true in yeah. winter and summer sports. That's true. Um, so it's not just us, just us two idiots doing this. It's some other more accomplished idiots who are helping us. Um, no. Well, I mean, we're, if you're on the internet, automatically you're an idiot just because somebody's going to call you. <laughs> Something on that fact. But yeah, like we are so proud of this and we want, we want this to be big and we want this to be big for all of you. Because it, yeah, it's, it's not what we think. It's what all of you think. And we don't give a shit what your political affiliation is, which is the biggest divider. But who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. You don't have to agree with us when in terms of who you're going to vote for. Vote for this. That's all we care about. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And if you feel like you'd rather vote for, I don't know, Stacey Ruiz instead of Willie Mays, that's all isn't, on you. Is that Rosie Ruiz? No, Rosa Reese is not on our list. Isn't she the synchronized swimmer? What's synchronized swimmer's name? That's Tracy Reese. Tracy Reese, not Stacy. I apologize. Tracy. Oh, Rosa Reese is the person who uh, pretended. Fake, fake, fake the Boston Marathon. Yeah, in 1980, yeah. In right, 1982. Right. Yeah. yeah. She like she hopped on the T, which is ridiculous because the T doesn't always run so well. So. That's our next Hall of Fame. The United States Athletic Hall of Fame. Ooh, we could do that too. Why not? No one's trademarked this. I'm pretty sure no one's trademarked that. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I'm going to leave that one actually to someone else. I don't need to celebrate the people who've had bad times. Although I guess, because I, what I don't want to have happen is like Steve Bartman's already in hiding. We don't need to like. Steve Bartman should not be in the hall of shame. He did what like eight other people did. He just looked different. Fair enough. Fair enough. And again, Bill Buckner, again, like a mistake or Ernest Biner or yeah. Scott Norwood. They've all, no, they've all. Suffered. None of them are Rosie Ruiz. Right. That's something to be shameful of. All those other people and all include Steve Bartman. Steve Bartman got a shit deal. Yeah. Like, and I thought that from day one and they just pointed at him because he looked like a geek. Yeah, he didn't do anything wrong. 
No, he didn't do anything that 10 other people didn't do. And Alu, you weren't going to catch that ball. He was not. Yeah. Let's close with that. <laughs> Season three coming soon. We love you all. Stay safe. Happy New Year, guys. Happy, happy double deuce. It's going to be the double deuce, right? Double deuce. Calling it. I need someone to sort of like uh, be the, the, the henchman for the... Damn it. I was trying to do a, I was trying to do a roadhouse thing and I fucked it up. I should have closed 10 minutes ago. Anyway. I talked to you later, guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye.